recording. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season one, episode 11, the one with Mrs. Bing. 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 Um, So in this episode, we are introduced to Chandler's mom, um, Mm -hmm. who we've heard about only from him saying that his parents got divorced. They announced it over Thanksgiving dinner, which ruined Thanksgiving for him. And I think that's like pretty much all we know about Chandler's family at this point. Mm -hmm. So they're watching the, everybody's watching Jay Leno and Chandler's mom is a guest. um, And she, in the show, she's a romance novelist. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, Googled this actress, Morgan Fairchild, because I was like, she's probably really popular back then, but I didn't I didn't know her. No, I just know her as Chandler's mom. Yeah, same. I I was like, oh, I don't really know much about her. But apparently she was like a really popular actress and a bunch of stuff. It was like she was on a bunch of TV shows, mm-hmm. um, like in a few series. And she it says that she was like her whole portrayal was she portrayed this glamorous woman. And so she was always like the rich, sophisticated, glamorous, like take charge businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And that's apparently how she was in all of her shows. Well, she's very pretty. And she has she, that like kind of commanding presence about her. So it makes sense. Yeah. I guess she was in Days of Our Lives. So she ah. was on that one for a while. Yeah. So that would have been quite popular. Um but yeah, she's she's definitely really pretty. I think she's like in her sixties now, um, and yeah, she's it's beautiful. So I kind of ooh, sorry, Morgan, don't get mad at me. But at first, when she came on, I was kind of because her boobs are so big, yeah, and like obviously fake. But I was like, I wonder if she's like a porn star or something, like a porn actress. But she's well, not. it's also like a sign of the times, like unnatural looking fake boobs were a thing in the 90s and they aren't really now yeah that's right it's like big hair big Uh big boobs big makeup it's very like dolly parton yes very dolly parton so yeah so i was thinking that i was like oh maybe that's why it's like so funny that she's like a romance novelist because she like in real life she's like a adult film star but she's not (laughs) she's not keeping it above keeping it pg keeping it daytime keeping it daytime just daytime drama so, yeah, so she's on Jay Leno talking about her new book tour, and that's how Chandler finds out she's going to come to New York to visit. On national TV. On national TV. And he's, like, mortified and making all these, like, snide comments. It's so funny how, like, my sister and I talk about this. Like, when you get – even as an adult, when you get around your parents, they can tend to, like, sometimes bring out your worst, like, bratty 16-year-old qualities. Mm-hmm. And, like, Chandler's yep. – epitomizing that when he's just like oh thanks mom you know <laughs> like, yeah he's being such a like snot-nosed teen it's true it's just like you go back to what you know in that relationship and the last time you lived with your parents and you're if the last time you lived with your parents is when you were a teenager like that's right where you're locked in kind of you know yeah it's a, it's like a little bit of like arrested development right mm-hmm. like you kind of go back to and like they probably still kind of see you in that role and then so they kind of treat you like that or whatever and you you know then rise to the occasion by acting like it so yep. yeah so so that's happening oh and i forgot the opening scene um 
Monica and Phoebe are out for a walk with some kicky hats and <laughs> they're like at one of those like magazine stands and, um, and a guy comes up to them and is like, Oh, I love your hat. Or he like walks by and he's like, I love your hat. And they're both like, thanks. And they're like, Oh my gosh, he's so attractive. Wait, how does that happen? Do they, they both compliment his hat or just, and then they like woo woo at him. They, yeah, Monica goes, woo woo. And he stops in the street and turns around and gets hit. Why would she do that if he already like said hi to her and said nice hat? And then, do you know what I mean? Anyway, whatever. I get that she's like being playful. I guess she just wanted to keep the woo woos going. Around, yeah. Yeah. So she was like obviously being like flirty and playful. And so she did like a, you know, but whatever. She cat called him essentially. He turns around to like, laugh at her cat call and then gets hit by an ambulance <laughs> and winds up in a coma. At least the ambulance was there. Yeah, at least the ambulance was there to take him. So that starts off um Phoebe and Monica get in this like they are like at the hospital because they're like, oh he didn't have ID on him. They don't even know who he is. They can't alert anybody. And so then they start like fantasizing about what type of guy he is, like what mm-hmm. job he has. And and it's just so funny because they're like, I bet he's a lawyer. Oh, but like a creative one who teaches kids like sculpture on the side. Oh, and right. I bet he volunteers. Oh, and I bet he can sing. And like they just like have completely like they're like, I wish every guy was as perfect as him. and they don't even know him they don't know him and and so then they just start like spending all their time with them like like apparently monica can knit i know she's like (laughs) knitting him things and phoebe's like um like shaving his face and they're like reading him the newspaper and all this stuff um and i thought it was interesting that they don't show like how the rest of the crew like feels about the two of right. them spending all their time with this guy i mean i have but a feeling they're not idea. telling anybody else because it will make them sound crazy but yeah, yeah that's just me a good idea. um yeah and so so they are like all falling over this like perfect guy um and then it like they end up starting to like get competitive with mm-hmm. it because it's like they're like going to see him separately and like changing his pajamas it's really weird but yeah then they go competition with like because they both are like falling for this stranger in a coma mm-hmm. very sleepless in seattle i was no. just thinking is that the why oh why you're, i've never seen either one sleepless in seattle is pretty cute it's okay. with tom hanks and i think it's one of those like do you remember that mary kate and ashley movie where they like call in or they like, put a billboard for their dad like needing a new girlfriend called billboard dad kind of stepping on the title there ash (laughs) well they pretty much hold the plot of sleepless in seattle because i'm pretty sure it's like this little kid his like parents get divorced or his mom dies or something and there's like he calls into a radio show and is like oh my dad like he calls into like delilah and is like my dad needs a new girlfriend but i've got a new mom and so then like all these women start applying because then they're like oh send us a picture of your dad and so then like all these women start applying to like yeah they want to like go be with that's so cute it's cute it's cute it's cute i don't think i've seen while you were asleep, actually, while you were sleeping, has Sandra Bullock, doesn't it? I think and, like, so. She, somebody, she's like about to get hit by a train on like the subway platform, 
and this like train worker like jumps in front of the train or like pushes her out of the way and saves her but like he gets knocked unconscious or something and then she falls in love with him i think that's the premise coming soon guys our next podcast which is us guessing the plots of movies (laughs) (laughs) it's called i think this is what happens I think this is what happens. That's going to be our third podcast because our next one is a hip hop podcast with an accounting flair. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. That one's going to be a good one. That one. Yeah. We'll see how many episodes we get of that one of yo money. Quadratic equation. <laughs> Quadratic equation. Wraps. So anyway, so the girls yeah, are obsessed with this guy um, and the other plot line, as we said, is Mrs. Bang. So she comes in town and they all go out to a Mexican restaurant. I love Mexican food. Gosh. Oh, I'm just talking about it is making me hungry for Mexican food. Growing so up, good. Ashley's family took me to a lot of Mexican restaurants. Namely, one local one that we went to all the time. But I just loved it. It's, it's so fun. so good. Mexicans, it's just my favorite. And unfortunately, New Zealand does not have good Mexican food. I feel like I've probably already talked about that before on this podcast because it's a point of contention in my life pretty much daily. Definitely weekly. Definitely weekly. It's kind of like, you know, Nashville doesn't have a lot of great Australian food. (laughs) I don't think it's the same. (laughs) I know, but... Mexican food's like, everyone knows Mexican food. Australian it's more of an American thing, though. You'd be surprised. It's only becoming more of an international thing in the last 10 years. I guess that's fair because there's all these like pop up, like Mexican places popping up here, but they're mm-hmm. like totally missing the mark. Yeah. It's just starting to become like it's becoming Italian where it's like something that you recognize everywhere, but it hasn't always been like that. Yeah. That's interesting because I guess you're right. Like growing up in the US, like you can get Mex- like good, authentic Mexican all over the mm-hmm. place. So oh, yeah. Good. So anyway, so we're at this Mexican restaurant and um, Mrs. Bing pours around a tequila shots and Ross is like, no thanks, not a shot kind of guy. And then Rachel comes like like stumbling in with Paolo. They're in like the throes of like giddy, like, you know, giddiness. And they're like, sorry, we mm-hmm. lost track of time. And their hair is all disheveled and stuff. And Ross is like, a man can change. And like, throws back a shot of tequila cut to Mm -hmm. Ross, like four shots, five shots deep looking through the shot glass, like an appraiser, which I was, that was really funny. (laughs) And, um, Rachel and Paolo are like, they are just excessive. Yeah. The canoodling. It's just like, she's like feeding him chips and he's not just like, oh, thank you. Like eating the chip. He's like licking her arm, like licking all the way up her arm. I'm just like, what? I mean, this is part of my beef with Paolo. Like, I just think he's gross. Like, I don't think of him as like, ooh, it's romantic and like exotic. I think of him as like greasy and garbagey. I had to pick two kind of (laughs) adjectives. I had to pick two alliterative adjectives, <laughs> greasy and garbagey. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's I'm just I not a fan. Saying that before, yeah. I guess. Well, he's about to bug us a lot more, so we'll. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I, hear you. I hear you. I. I mean, I, if there was like 
a piece of chip on her lip, I guess, and he wanted to like kiss it off. Okay, but like licking all the way up her arm is just, nah, I yeah, don't know. I feel like that was, it's just, it's not even like, oh, they're just so in love. It's like, no, <laughs> I know a lot of people in love and they don't like lick each other's arms at dinner. Right. And also, it's not spring break. Like, we're not doing body shots here. That's right. We're not doing body dinner. shots. And it's not like, oh, yeah, that's that. It's not like, oh, got to like lick the salt off of her. It's like, it's a uh-huh. lot. I don't get it. And I just feel like if I was her, I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. I'd be like, stop licking my arm. That's not how we do things here yeah. in America. In America. <laughs> You're being crazy. So, yeah. So anyway, so Ross has kind of had enough of that. Um, and um, at one point, Ross comes out of the bathroom and Chandler's mom is on a payphone calling the hotel to see if she has any messages. And I was just thinking about like, how funny. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so we're talking pre-cell phones, but it's like, I'm such an important person that I have to like, I guess that's the only way you can find out like, did somebody want to like meet you out while you're already out? Mm-hmm. Like you have to call back, call your answering machine. Like they do this quite a lot in, in this show where they're like, oh, can I check my messages? Yeah. And so they'll like use someone's landline to dial their own phone and like crack into the like voicemail. Yeah. But like, that's how that was the best way of like, I mean, leaving a message, like then at least somebody knew you had the intent of whatever you wanted to do and they could get back to you if you were free. So like, and also she's on a book tour. So maybe it was like her publisher or like her manager or something. It's totally true. Yeah, she definitely has like work reasons to do it. And I, I see the importance like if you're like, oh, I was expecting a call from so-and-so to like confirm a time for something or like we were going to hang out later. So I want to like yeah. check my messages and see, um, you know, if they've left me any information yet. But I just, I don't know, like I'm not going to rant about it, but I kind of thought it was funny because do you know how like every generation gets crap from the generation before them about mm-hmm. like how they're lazier or more self self-absorbed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like, yeah, I get it. Like we have cell phones, we're texting, we're kind of like on them all the time. And there is something about like, okay, if you're with people, like put your phone down and be with the people you're with. Like you don't need to be like texting and like, you know, doing stuff with like other people. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking like, this isn't a new thing. Like, because they're like, not like you said, not with this one. Cause she's probably got like work reasons to need to like, and she like steps away to like call, check her messages. But like, you know, when they check their messages at each other's houses, it's kind of like if they would have had cell phones, they would have still been like texting other people and on Instagram and whatever. So I was just thinking like, it's, it happens. And this is kind of like, this is how it happened that like in that time period. Right. Make sense. Yep. Same day, different, whatever you call it. I don't know the saying. I think the saying same shit different day. Okay, that works too. <laughs> I'm just gonna um yeah. Don't know. Anyway. Um so so she's checking her messages and Ross like drunkenly comes out of the ladies' room on accident. Right. Um, which is really funny. More of that situational comedy us comedy that us Ross heads have come to love. <laughs> Ross heads. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna lean hard into it. Um and so she's kind of like oh, is everything okay? And he's like, you know, she's like, let me guess, it's the Italian arm licker. And he's like, no, it's the arm that he's licking. And she's like, Paolo is not a main character. He's not a hero. Like, I write 
I can't sell Paolo's. Like, you know, yeah. he's like a character that he's just a problem that you kill off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know who the hero of this story is? It's you, Ross. And the fact that you don't know it, you know, is even sexier or whatever. And he's like, oh, thanks. And so like watching it back, she, you know, he's like super drunk and like feeling really sad, mm-hmm. just talking to his friend's mom for some like, cause you know, he thinks she like understands and she is the one that brings it up. And then, so like, he like gives her a hug. Thank you. Or no, she, he's sitting down at this point and she like leans in to give him a hug. And then she like lingers. It's 100% Mrs. Bang coming on. 100%. Coming on to, um, yeah, to Ross, like mm-hmm. 100%. Even when they kiss, he doesn't really seem like he's into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they're kissing and then Joey walks back to go to the bathroom and sees them. And then it's this big thing. Like, so then the next day it's like, right, you've got to tell Chandler. And they're talking about that. Yeah. Which, hey, thanks for never kissing my dad. I was actually thinking about this. Like, I could not imagine, A, kissing any of my friend's dads, but also like, I don't know how I would take that. If That is super weird. Because you're right, they are best friends. So it would be like you kissing my dad. But, but I mean, but I guess it's important to say here that like both of our parents are still married. Yes, that's so true. this would be like a whole other right. there would be a whole problem. other issue at hand, but Yeah, but still, even if like that'd probably be even worse if it was like, Oh, my parents went through this messy divorce, like it scarred me, I'm still not over it. And then like you were to go and kiss my dad. Ugh. It's weird. Uh-huh. I feel like um I so we were talking about Friendsgivings um in just two episodes ago. And I remember like my sister came and stayed with me in Chicago for one of my Friendsgivings, and like one of my guy friends was hitting on her. And that to me was like weird enough. Like yeah, totally. Like I was like uncomfortable enough with that that like I couldn't imagine it being my mom. No. Do you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, no. And there's some people who's like like females who have moms that like compete with them. It's so weird. Yeah, that is super weird. That must be so difficult and strange. Cause obviously like you didn't ask for that, but like, how do you make it stop if your mom's going to be childish enough to like compete with you? Yeah. But we're just getting into a whole nother level of. Yeah. Anyway, that's its own thing. So, um, so Ross has to then tell Chandler and he's like stumbling over his word. Chandler flips out, yells at him, slams the door and leaves. Um, Joey, he like Joey yells the door, slams, like yells the door, yells the door, yells, slams the door, leaves. Um, And then at the end of the episode, Chandler has to confront his mom. So she like completely Mm -hmm. ignores it. And then she's like, okay, here's some books. Love you. Tell your friends I say bye. She's like walking out the door and he's like, you kissed Ross. And she's like, okay. So then they have to like talk about it. And she's like, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Sorry. Is that okay? And he's like, no, it's not okay. And then they have this like big whole thing. He's like, you, he was like, of all the people who know how much crap I go through with my mom. But I was just thinking like, do we know what else? Like, He's so on edge about with his mom. I think it's just that she like kind of like writes these sexy books and is kind of like not a sex object necessarily. That's not fair. But like 
she dresses a little bit like sassy and like wants to be the party mom and hang out with the friends. Like doesn't sound like she was ever the like, I don't know, Susie Homemaker type. And, you know, yeah, okay. that's kind of the impression. She's not like the nurturing mom. Like she's always kind of been like a little wild. And so is his dad. And that's probably why they were together. But um, he just wants her to come to town, take his friends up to dinner and like maybe tell some embarrassing stories of his youth and go home, not like make out with his friend. That's right. kind of the vibe I got. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So he's just like, I want you to be a mom. Yes. Not, like not like my f- buddy. Yeah. Fair. Right. I guess that would be awkward too. If all your like guy friends are like your mom's totally. hot and then she's like lapping it yeah. up. It's gross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, <laughs> so that's, so then they like get into this whole thing about that. And well, well, so um, Ross comes up and Joey is like in the hallway because Chandler and his mom are arguing in the apartment and he's like listening through the door and then Joey's listening. And um, at some point, is that when like Paolo and Rachel come out and start like making out in the hall as well? Maybe I can't remember. Or is that earlier in the- it happens at some point. It probably happens a lot. And he's like, do they wait for me to do <laughs> right. this? Like, I don't – they're, like, totally making out with each other. And, um, yeah, and that's – I mean, I feel like that's pretty much – that's pretty much it, isn't it? Oh, and then oh, we have to go back to – um, so that's pretty much it for the, like, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Bing side of the story where then, she, you know, they – they work it out. They, you know, she apologizes. She and Chandler have a conversation. She leaves and Chandler's like, it was horrible, but we talked about it and it's good. Um, and then on the other side of the story, um, Phoebe and Monica go to the hospital to check on their guy in the coma one day and he's not there. And so he like comes out of the bathroom and they're like, Oh, you're awake. Oh my gosh. How are you feeling? And he's like, good. Who are you guys? And they're like, you know, we were the ones taking care of you, whatever. And, um, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> see you around. And they're like, see you around? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, sorry, what did you want me to say? And they're like, maybe that it meant something to you and that right. you'll call us. And he's like, okay, I'll call you. And they're like, you don't, we don't mean that. that. And they're just like, you're just like everyone else. So it is kind of – it's yeah, it's funny. It's sad that he ends up just – I mean, I, I don't know. I guess like – at, when I first – I remember, like, first watching this and thinking, like, oh, he's such a jerk. He's so, like, not appreciative at all. But then I was like, to be fair, though, he doesn't know them and didn't ask them to do that. And, like, also just, like, woke up from, like, a month-long coma. So I feel like he's allowed right. to be a Right, and they're the ones it. that got him hit by the car. You know? That is also true. It doesn't seem like he remembers that. He doesn't, so good. but, you know, like – it's like, thanks for getting me hit by a car and then doing a lot of nice stuff for me. Also, oh, you right. know. Yeah like, yeah, like, thanks for taking care of me because you, you got, got me, me hurt. hit by a car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So it's probably better that you know, nothing happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then at the very, very end, Rachel. Um, <laughs> Her romance novel. Yeah. So she's like. So I attempted writing a romance novel, but it's just my first draft. So here you guys read it. And they're like, what's a niffle? Right. <laughs> what are heaving beasts? And heaving then he's beasts. like, he's like, don't want to be around when he starts writing with his giant pens. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, it reminds me of, 
10 Things I Hate About You, The Guidance Counselor. Uh-huh. Engorged. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but yeah, similar. So uh-huh. anyway, so. The crazy one with the big bug eyes. Cat. Yeah, her. <laughs> so, um, so the motor, the lawnmower started up again. Honestly, how much yard do they have? They've been at it for over an hour. I guess they have a lot of lawn. It's so loud. Get a real lawnmower. Don't mow your entire lawn with a weed whacker. <laughs> Give them a pair of scissors to be like, hey, this might be faster. Yeah, honestly. Um, I think it's. I think what it is, it's the hedge trimmer. And like there's a giant, like they don't have a fence. They just have a huge thick hedge that blocks mm-hmm. our houses. That's probably why they're like, and I think it's like really tall. They probably be on ladders and stuff. But it's like, stop with the hedges. So I think that's it. It's, you know, not, I mean, it's, I was about to say not a lot happens in this episode, but I guess Ross kissing Chandler's mom is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. It's pretty significant, I, but it's also like, kind of like you could skip this episode and it's not really going to affect the storyline. That's true. Like no plot lines are affect. Yeah. No. And they don't really reference Ross kissing Chandler's mom like ever again. Mm-mm. So. I don't think so. Even though there is one point later in, I think it's when um, Monica and Chandler are about to get married and Chandler's freaking out. And Ross says, are, did you wear a black cocktail dress and ask me to go back to your hotel room? And Chandler's like, no. And Ross goes, well, then you are neither of your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> As we find out later, Chandler's dad is a cross-dresser at his all-male burlesque show called Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> which you know is the best name ever. It is. Um, first, I'm, I'm sure that in the 90s, they must have Viva – Las, Viva Las Vegas must have, like, been an actual show at some point. I hope so. I'm sure it would have. Um, but I just realized that she has kept – the name Bing. Yeah. Even though that's, true. that's not that weird. No, especially because like, I mean, what was Chandler like in high school or something when they got divorced or maybe not that old. Oh, no, oh he, he was, was like, like eight or six. nine, I think. Yeah. He was like really young. And so yeah. more dirty Mr. Chandler. <laughs> and yeah. So-, so all I could think is that she had already started writing her books before they got divorced. So she just kept it. Exactly. So she had, it's like her, her book, um, persona for her business. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially once they have kids with the same last name, they don't want to change it. I guess like, yeah, that makes sense. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that's all. Anything else? Any other thoughts or add- add-ons for this episode? So my only thought is what, um, what romantic novel would you write? Oh, what's gosh. your title? <laughs> title your sex tape. Go. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Anybody? <laughs> Well, I was actually also thinking of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There's one where Andy Richter is playing a doorman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, here, let me record this for you and play it back since I've already said this 10 times. And he like records like, no, there, I don't know where the murder weapon is. And then he goes to play it back. And it's like, idea for a novel. A doorman, an attractive doorman gets bit on the penis by a spider <laughs> and becomes the world's best lover. <laughs> Oh gosh, Andy Richter is so funny. I feel like that could be a great romance novel. Um, 
I have no idea. What would yours be? I think I would just pick like an adjective and like a greasy and garbagey, uh, <laughs> greasy and garbagey, and like a time period. So like lusty nights or like I don't know. That's probably the best I could do. Lusty nights. Okay, I could I could go with like. I don't know. This is so difficult off the top of the head. Well, you remember when those those games you would play? It's like, what's your like? I don't know. What's your porn star name? Yeah, like your there's the like the street you grew up on and uh-huh. your cat, your cat's name or something like that. Mm-hmm. So mine would be Steve Park Meadows. Watch out, Penelope May. It's pretty good. Yeah, better or than Wilbur. Steve Park Meadows. Oh yeah, go with Wilbur. <laughs> Wilbur, Wilbur May. Wilbur, um, like Southeast 90th Street. Wilbur, Southeast 90th Street. (laughs) Oh, I was just trying to think of if there's a way you could turn Doctor Who into a sexy name. I don't don't think it's possible. (laughs) Why were you thinking of that? I don't know where it came up. I was just thinking taking popular titles and then just making them sound like Romance novel titles. Oh, like when uh, Ursula does porn and yes. <laughs> uh, those ones are yeah. pretty good. So, anyway, if we can think of some good ones, we'll yeah. share them on the website. Yeah. So everybody, look look out for uh, Lusty Nights one and two coming soon to <laughs> any anywhere you buy books, anywhere you get your audiobooks, anywhere you get your your audiobooks. Ashley's gonna read it, so yes. stay tuned for her laughing a lot. At all the sexy parts. Because there's going to be a lot of sexy parts in Lusty Nights, you know. (laughs) Some would say the whole thing's a sexy part. That's true. You'll just have to wait for the book to find out. Do you smell something? Do I smell something? Yeah. Must be your burning loins. (laughs) I did not see that coming. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think you did. (laughs) Especially since on different continents right now um i don't know how you would smell what i was smelling don't know what <laughs> i smell something but i don't know how you're smelling it <sighs> anyway, anyway let us know you guys what what would your nora bing novel yes. be your debut novel what is your nora do you have any good ones title, tell us. or if you have written a sexy novel definitely tell us yes we'd like to hear about it please let us know in the comments write to us and where can they write to us renee Best Friends Club Podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Or gmail.com, as some people uh, say. Gmail. Best Friends Club Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us your Nord Bing novel. Or yeah, if you've if you've written romance novels, we would love to hear it. Yeah, so that is it for this time. That's it. That's it for the one with Mrs. Bing. So join us next time for episode 12, the one with the dozen lasagnas. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see you then. See you. Bye. Bye.